Blog Talk Radio. Pipe Bomb Radio Network proudly presents Pipe Bomb Radio, the show with the freshest insight, interviews, and opinions on the world of professional wrestling. With your host, El Jefe, Felix Olmedo, the Godfather, Nate Milton, Godfather's in the house. and the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz. I'm an Aztec Warrior! So sit back and relax, because Pipe Bomb Radio goes live now. It's showtime, folks! What's up, everybody? A little bit late of an entry tonight over here at Pipe Bomb Radio. I am your host, the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz. So tonight, a lot to talk about. So many things going on in the world of wrestling, which is always great. But we do have a very special guest tonight. A little bit of our, about our guest. One of the very few female promoters that you may see, the one and only Kim Artlip of Ignite Wrestling out of Florida, a very, very high-paced, high-velocity, fun promotion. I've actually had the pleasure of working there, and we get to see maybe a little bit of her insight and her experiences and share her love of wrestling, which I think is really good. So it looks like we're waiting um, currently on, let's see, taking a look. Um, Hopefully Mr. Nate Milton will get on. on. I think he's on. You think Nate's on? Let's see. Nate, yep. are, are you here? What is going on, Brother Cruz? Talk about when I needed that hot tag. Here he comes, baby. <laughs> Nate Milton is in. Thank you, Relio. Can't do it without you. How's it going? How you Nate? doing How's this going, week, Alex? I'm, I'm, I'm doing, doing good, good, my man. A little bit of a late start. I was, I was too busy caught on SmackDown, and the next thing I realized, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's going to be a good week, man. It's uh, just us two. El Jefe is not here. So uh, you know what they say, uh, Brother Cruz, when the gato's away, the ratones will play. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. It's, it's, that's a true fact. That is definitely true. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, SmackDown was, SmackDown was really good tonight, man. Uh, we, we, we'll, have, we'll definitely have to get into that a little bit later. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for tonight's show. Yeah, definitely. Me too. You know, it's, it's been a while since we've had a guest. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, we get to see kind of like her insight and her take on wrestling. And she, she's surely a character. And I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see what she, what she has in store for us. Most definitely. Like one of the things that, you know, we talk about almost every week is particularly, you know, when we get a chance to talk to various 
wrestlers from around the country is that, you know, if, if you're a fan out there that is, is not really digging uh, what the WWE is doing, you're not picking up what they're putting down right now, they're not your only option. You know, it's, it's not a monopoly, even though it may seem that way sometimes. There's a lot of great companies and organizations around the country, and so uh, I'm really excited to talk to Kim to find out how she got involved uh, in this crazy business and, uh, you know, just kind of her thoughts on the industry. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely uh, definitely going to be able to see uh, a different side, different perspective, um, her perception of things, so I'm very, uh, very excited about it. So all we got to do is just wait till she gives us that buzz, man, and we'll be able to ask away and bombard her with wonderful wrestling-related questions, as we always do. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But other than that, I mean, so much so much in wrestling right now. I mean, think about the twist going on, man. You got, you got this monster mega match at SummerSlam with Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Brock Lesnar, and now Bailey's out you know, due to an injury and you got Sasha Banks filling in and it's just everything keeps getting stacked up. Nakamura, uh, Jinder Mahal, you now have Baron Corbin versus Super Cena. I mean, it's it's looking it's looking to be a pretty damn good SummerSlam. It's a SummerSlam in my book. Yeah, SummerSlam looks like it's going to be good. I thought that uh, the last SmackDown pay-per-view battleground, it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as I had expected it to be, but I definitely am looking forward to SummerSlam. I think that, man, that main event, the four-way, is going to be great. I think that Brock Lesnar, this, this, will, uh, this will be when we see the Beast drop the title, Brother Cruz. And, and the, the crazy thing is, he doesn't have to get pinned. So I could see a situation where uh, Brock walks in with the belt, but uh, he walks out a little bit lighter. Yeah, definitely. I, um, uh, I totally agree. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Uh, it's it's one of those things that I feel that you know they're gonna let him go out strong. I don't think Lesnar's gonna take the pin, um, you know. And and hey, you know anything at this point can happen. I mean, I just you know when you look at reality and you have, uh, you know, you look at it and you have UFC going on with John Bones Jones and he's not, you know. Uh, you know, and, and, and he's he's now into this possible match where this possible fight between Jones and Brock that it's almost evident that Brock isn't going to be in WWE much longer. So it's just we have to see what way this is going to turn, and, hey, you never know. Alex? Hey. I think uh, I think uh, the guest, our guest is calling in. All right. Area code 772. Yeah, let's bring her on. All right. Tim, hey, are you uh, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm on the line. Hey, guys, how's it going? Awesome. Well, hold on, hold on. Give me one quick second. I got to properly introduce you, so hopefully I don't do this <laughs> too too bad. <clears throat> and I hope Nate is still on the line because I'm not sure if he his call dropped or not. Sometimes he has technical difficulties, but hey, we don't know. Usually, like showing up late to things. But, ladies and gentlemen of Pipe Bomb Radio, fans and listeners all across the world and the wonderful state, of, the wonderful country of the United States of America, please welcome our guest tonight, Miss Kim Artlip, owner and head promoter of Ignite Wrestling. Kim, welcome to Pipe Bomb Radio. Thank you so much for letting me come on. Oh, no. Uh, look, I, I mean, 
you you ask and, and, and we, we give, you receive, because I know you've been wanting to get on and talk a lot about wrestling and, and your promotion and, you know, what better platform than to bring you on, let you talk about your 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 perspective on wrestling and what you're trying to do. And and please go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and, and tell us about Ignite Wrestling. Well, um, Ignite Wrestling just did our 12th show. Um, we started about a year and a half ago, and we have been – Primarily on the Treasure Coast of Florida, we did a few select shows in Orlando, and uh, Alex Cruz was actually on one of those. And um, we are looking forward to uh, a brand new partnership with Twitch that's going to be uh, starting any day now. And um, just trying to give fans what they want. Um, It's been a a really crazy, interesting ride so far in, in the industry. Awesome, awesome. And and here's one of the questions that I kind of have. You know, Florida is is obviously one of those, you know, across the country there's definitely some states that are just wrestling states. Florida with the Performance Center and and so much out there, you know, at one point TNA, you know, that was their home location as well. How – what's the competition like out there as far as a promotion with all the other ones around there? You know, what what is your formula – to putting putting on a brand that kind of can separate itself from everybody else because obviously you know you can find hamburgers everywhere you can find a million hamburger shops all over the country but you know so everybody knows hey it's hamburger buns it's patties but how do you how do you separate yours from everybody else's what's 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 your vision what what's some of the things that you look to to do with ignite that other places might not might not offer well we're sort of in a niche by ourselves uh, because we're the only promotion running currently on the Treasure Coast. And that's uh, the area like Melbourne down to almost Fort Lauderdale. So really there's not, uh, we're not running against all the other major promotions here. We've kind of got our own little, little, little area to ourselves right now. And, um, you know, we're kind of different. We are actually, our, our parent company is actually a nonprofit, so all of our shows are actually fundraisers for a nonprofit that works with families and special needs children. So um, we're one of our biggest uh, things that we do is we give back. Uh, we've done it with Wounded Warrior Project, with Maddie's Fight, uh, with a de- different organizations. But it, it's more than just putting on a show. It's leaving behind a legacy. And um you know, I, I want people to remember their first show. I remember mine. And if someday, 30, 40 years down the road, someone remembers coming to an Ignite show as their first show, you know, I, I've done everything that I needed to do. Mm. Well, now, Kim, we, we definitely want to talk about the uh, the nonprofit aspect here in a second and, of course, the present and the future of Ignite. But I, I think we, we should step back into the past a little bit for some of the listeners out there. How did you get involved in this crazy business? Were you always a fan? You know, you talked about seeing your first show. When, when did you uh, become a, a, a fan and then, you know, eventually somebody that, that ran a wrestling promotion? I saw my first show in 1969, so that should tell you how old I am. Um, <laughs> I have been a fan. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the Bruno San Martino era, Bob Backlund, uh, Hogan, all of that. 
uh, I was a huge fan when Ted Turner had, had TBS and, and the Georgia Championship Wrestling. So I've come through a lot of different eras, but um, never really lost my, my love of the sport. And a couple years ago, I had another company where we did a community. It was more of a community event, a local community news website. And we were asked to uh, come down and cover a wrestling show. And um, it was not a great wrestling show. I shouldn't say that, but it really was bad. <laughs> and I looked at my husband, and I said, oh, my God, I could do so much better than this. And he was like, well, why don't you? So I spent a year <laughs> getting to know the wrestlers and you know, learning more about Florida and, and what's out there and how I wanted to do things. I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing the same way everybody did it because the formula wasn't working uh, with mm-hmm. for a, a lot. There's a lot of companies that have come and gone. So uh, um, I was a project manager for years uh, with a, a major tech company. You know, at one point I was uh, managing con- uh, companies in six different countries at the same time. And I'm from West Virginia and I'm not multilingual at all. So, you know, being able, being able to juggle a lot of balls and keep everything on track, uh, that part of being a promoter is what really appeals to me is the constant uh, changing aspect uh, of it. And, and plus, I love social media. Cool. I mean, hey, you know, that that's uh, so much, <laughs> so much things have changed from the minute you started watching wrestling, started promoting wrestling, the guys who were in the ring then to now, um, you know, one of the things, you know, because you were talking a little bit of Bruno San Martino and, and a lot of the older guys back then that revolutionized and almost laid the foundation of wrestling of what it is today. How do you, here's now, 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 okay. If for the listeners, if anybody knows of the LWO, the Lucha World Order, you have guys like Mr. 450 now, the Mecca Wolf, and, you know, uh, Jay Rios and John Cruz and Angel Rose and all these guys that – and then Lince Dorado, most importantly. Uh, I almost left out. I'm sorry. <laughs> but all these guys who with, with heavy Lucha Libre backgrounds. And right now, you know, real quick, our little disclaimer here at Pipe Bomb Radio – we we almost we, we breathe and live the name pipe bomb, so we do say things that might be a little bit harsh for some people. But again, <laughs> if anybody has an issue with it, I'm sorry. Thick skin. This is just we leave it all out on the table. But the evolution of wrestling. We all went from ground and pound technical wrestling. Now it seems like everything is spots and flips and and dives and and which I I I personally I like mixing everything. You know, when I get in the ring, I, I like to be. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I'm a jack-of-all-trades sort of say to where if I have to get on the ground, I can do it. If I have to do a couple of flips and dives, I can do it. If if I have to get technical, I can do it. But to what extent do you feel it gets too much? Because I'm I'm starting to see more no-selling and, 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 and moves that used to win people championships. Now people are kicking out at one, and they're doing about seven of them in a match, and now people are getting power bombed off of a ladder through a table and no selling. I mean, what, what, what is your thoughts from someone who does love the sport and the art of Lucha Libre, but you also love wrestling for what it was back then. What is your take on that now? And, and almost what wrestling is transitioning to. 
We are, I actually did a, 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 a radio podcast today about the, the cell no cell. So mm. um, I, I saw the video, and I know Leo. Leo's worked for me a couple times on different shows. And um, it was so over the top, but people aren't going to forget it. And that's what a lot of people seem to, to get all uh, butthurt about wrestling. Uh, everybody <laughs> Lost and I, I don't know if I can say shit, but totally lost our minds uh, over that spot. But do you remember the CZW show now? Because there's a lot of people that didn't know who CZW are, and they know who they are now just from that spot. Um, we always do a mix um, in in our shows, and our well, our, our champion, just for example, Aaron Epic. Aaron Epic is not a high flyer. Um, and he cracks me up because, I mean, in back of the day, Aaron did dive and do a lot of that uh, stuff. But, you know, when you get to be in your uh, mid-30s. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a, just a disclaimer, I'm sorry to cut you off. I want to let everybody know I, I am not an Aaron Epic fan. I think he's a, a snotty little coward, and he uses a female to hide behind because <coughs> he cheated <laughs> when he wrestled me in a match last time I was there. So, uh, yeah, not a fan of Aaron Epic. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and and I am the first person. I am the first person to say uh, on many of his matches, uh, I am I, I, I yell Aaron Epic sucks. Uh, but as a champion, you know, uh, he did he did a ridiculous match uh, back in July. He was hit with twenty four different chairs, twenty four different chairs, mm. and still won. <laughs> and some people said, "Well, that's that's over the top ridiculous." And I was like, "Yeah, but they were really light chairs. It wasn't like a Barca lounger or anything. For love of God, it was like a, it was like a it was a twelve ounce chair. You know, they were the lightest chairs. I could pick them up with two fingers. But, Better than all the chairs, like Tom Stroman. <laughs> yeah, the, the the problem is people have to understand is we we as an industry have spoiled fans. And what what went over and the moves that they that they did back in the day, uh, the first couple uh, big pay per views that the Undertaker did where he set up out of out of finishing moves, people couldn't believe that. Now it's like it's it is a spot fest. You are right, um, but you know, and we finally had to have a talk and say, listen, guys. It's not how many spots can I get in in a match. And Leo is bad about that. I'll say that about Leo. I like Leo, but love of God, dude, you know. <laughs> it's not a competition how many spots you can get in in a match. Mm. Um, a lot of these guys are, are losing the ability to tell a story, and that's the problem. Yeah. I, you know, with you saying that, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I feel um, – I'm big on is I love telling a story. You know, when you get in a match, if you can, if, if you can put a story together or almost paint a picture, you know, art has flow, art has vision, art has a sense of direction. And when you're putting it together, you know, I, you know, one of the things that I feel, you know, and, and I just, I just look at a lot of comments, you know, I, I, I'll post things on Facebook and I post things on social media and, just to see what people will, will comment or react. And then I see some people's statuses and see what fans and what the smarks comment. And I don't like to get involved as, as a worker. I just kind of, I'll just hit the like button or whatever it is. And I try not to entertain things, but so many people now it's, 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 
almost wrestling is starting to become too gymnastic-ish and, you know, which I don't, me personally, I don't mind it because that, that's athleticism. But when it's purely solely choreographed spots and the believability is not there because it all looks practiced, that's where some fans start getting a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth. And then it goes back to, you know, Wrestling's about st- telling a story and making things believable. And you know, I, I just saw, I just saw Finley post a video, you know, a video of, of Finley the other day saying that you know he used to break people, snap their thumbs to prove that wrestling was real and pain is real. And now it's, it's just all this over the top stuff that you know. What are you gonna have to do next? Jump off of a building, you know, off of a roof to to prove that you can do something bigger than the last thing? There's no build up to anything. Well. Some things aren't a build-up, but this is a lot of things are getting to be a little over the top in, in the eyes of others. Absolutely, I'll tell you one. Uh, one of my favorite matches of your, uh, yours is it's Serpentico. With baby, with the baby da- uh, Baller. Baby Baller. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it. You know, it was entertaining. It was an entertaining match, and it wasn't seven spot, spot, spot. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where a lot of these guys don't know how to engage the crowd unless they're dive, dive, dive. And that's one of the things that we had to change a little bit at night. And um, I'm break kayfabe here. But, you know, you, ha- you have to come in and say, listen, everybody can't go out there and super kick everybody, and everybody can't mm. do the same move. You know, and it's 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 not you can't go out there and do twelve. This is your finisher. Do it and, and be done. Um, you know, it gets to the point that uh, uh, I I watched other shows where they they have mid card matches lasting thirty minutes. That's ridiculous. Wow. Um, and they, they, you know, and and it's not even guys with great cardio because they're spending most of the match outside screaming and yelling and, and waving at the fans because they can't breathe. Uh, but it, it's just like learn to tell a story, you know, build something up and engage the fans. You know, you, you can do a little bit more than screaming, screaming at the side of the ring on catchphrase repeatedly. Mm, right. Yeah. No, I'm cranky I'm tonight. Oh, God, I really do. Well, Kim, uh, you know, being both the owner and the promoter of Ignite, I'm wondering, you know, you got to wear a lot of hats with this company. What What's the best part of your job? And if, if you feel comfortable, what's what's kind of the hardest part of your job? The best? The, 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 I, I want to say the locker room is the best part, and that doesn't even sound right. But um, – the, the the best part the best part of my of my job is watching kids watch the match. Um, mm. That's probably my my favorite part. I love hanging out in the locker room and just listening to the guys be goofy. Uh, you know, the worst part is dealing with um, a lot of it's dealing with the social media because I run all of our social media. Is uh, just mm. some of the is the the constant. Complaining uh, that that you get uh, as a as a promoter, you know why are your ticket prices this? Why is this? Why is this guy wrestling that guy? You know if I was the booker, well you know what if you want to be the booker, start your own freaking company. 
<laughs> yep. It's like armchair quarterbacks, for the love of God. Come on. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I put a, I've put on some very weird matches over the last year and a half. And they weren't matched. The, the funny part is that some of these matches weren't matches that I came up with. It was, I, w- I will be sitting on social media and somebody will say, I've always wanted to wrestle, you know, Martin Stone. Okay. <laughs> I can do mm. that. Uh, and that's how a lot, several of our matches have come about is because somebody's saying, I've never got to wrestle this person. And I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, it's interesting because one of the things that um, Felix and I, and, and, and we, Alex, we've talked about this before on the program, how social media is kind of, at the same time, it's like the best thing that's ever happened to wrestling and, and, and being a wrestling fan. But it's also kind of one of, one of the worst because there's a lot of negativity and a, and a lot of the, the mystique of, of the business has kind of been stripped away. Well, uh, and then Alex knows this because uh, Alex follows me on social media. I don't post anything negative. Uh, I don't uh, get into debate with fans on social media. Uh, either as a business or myself. Uh, now, in private messenger, I'm a jerk, but no. <laughs> but you know, as the company and as 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 me as the promoter, uh, it's it's almost like two three different people. Um, mm. I I'm very careful about what I say uh, on social media, and um, whether it's me, my my personal Twitter, my personal page, and everything. But you know. Um, a lot of these people are wasting their time trying to get heat on social media. It's not transferring to the shows, and that that's mm-hmm. the bad part. Is they're not entertaining their fan base; they're entertaining their Facebook friends, and they don't realize that two entirely different populations. Yep. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, you know, I feel social media is you know it's great for people to get noticed and for people to be able to see what you guys put out there. But on the same note, I feel like sometimes it's a downfall because of the balance of personal life and personal issues. And then, you know, when, when people just start becoming opinionated and then, you know, you, you have to be careful what you say now, because if you're trying to get booked as a worker, you know, if, and you go on there about a rant, you start running your mouth about somebody else and, you know, it could hurt your bookings. And I don't know, I feel I feel it, it's helping the workers, but it's also, um, I think slowly but surely, social media is, is almost like intoxicating the professional wrestling business as a whole. And uh, it, it's a shame because you could find spoilers. You can find, you know, um, just so many different things. It's just, it's so hard watching now wrestling shows of, of and matches of the, the 80s and the ni- early 90s when, Everybody just was so invested and emotionally invested, and now it's just mm-hmm. people are just watching it just to see cool spots and what, when someone's going to mess up and, oh, if it looks fake or not. Like, that's not what you pay this, this money mm-hmm. to go to. You pay to go get lost in, in, in a story and get lost in a show and just enjoy people giving everything they have out there to entertain each other, you know, and entertain the fans. But, you know, it's just now it's, it's, oh, well, you know, this should have been done this way, or this guy, you know, it's, the, the company's trying to put him over so they can accomplish this. No, it's, it's supposedly that it's not that someone's trying to put him over. When you watch wrestling, it's, hey, 
this guy is going to win and this guy's going to lose because he's a bad guy and this guy's been doing this. Like, where, where's that going? You know, where, where'd that go? So, wonderful social media, right? <laughs> we, we've lost. I mean, that's what I was really, really into wrestling was before social media, and you waited mm-hmm. every month for Pro Wrestling Illustrated or whichever magazine came out mm-hmm. in your area. You you wanted to see who got into a fight in the parking lot and who said this and what happened after the show, and and you don't have that now. And the, and it, it's kind of it's it's kind of a, a two edged sword because we we have to be very careful, um, you know, coming in and out of the building for the people that still think it's real. Right. Um, mm. I I was going into I I was coming out of the building and one of our, you know heels was coming in and he walked up and hugged me and I had fans that were so upset with me. Why did you hug me? Why did why did you let him hug hug you? Because I wanted him to set up the ring. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. And it was kinda of like we're actually really good friends outside the show and I hadn't seen him in like months and he's hey how you doing? It's like, why did you do that? He did this and he cheats and oh I I need him to set up the ring. So <laughs> Awesome. Well, look, Kim, we, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, we're starting to kind of get close to our time here. Uh, where can people find Ignite Wrestling, you, on social media? Just go ahead and plug it all up. Um, all of our social media is at Ignite Wrestling. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitch, um, well, Snapchat, <laughs> Pivot Share, we are on Fight TV Network, uh, we are on okay. Roku, and we are coming soon to Apple TV and Fire TV. Uh, if you nice. want to talk to me personally, uh, at Kim Artlip on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Awesome. Well, look, we definitely appreciate appreciate you coming on, and we definitely enjoy the conversation. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring you back. And um, we look forward to seeing the future in, of what Ignite has for us. Oh, we're not going anywhere. You'll hear from us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Sounds great. Well, we appreciate it, and we'll definitely keep in touch. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night. And thank you. You too, That was awesome, huh? A little bit of a perspective in another way. Yeah, definitely. A, little, a lot of perspective and and. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to do a part two because I think that, like, we've only scratched the surface here, uh, Brother Cruz. Definitely. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But, look, so uh, it's looking like we're we're starting to reach our time limit here uh, until we get things back in full swing. Yeah, but, hey, I don't, don't want to pull, pull a Tony Schiavone. We, 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 got all, we got all night, folks. We got all night. Then all of a sudden the, the show cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And we, we we got our wonderful Elio working the controls and giving us our yes. our time and segments like hey ten minutes before self destruction ah oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's wonderful though it's wonderful so man big SummerSlam coming ahead I know we'll be back here in in uh, two weeks time and hopefully uh, the under Felix will will return from the dead and and uh, come back and and grace us with his presence again. No doubt, no doubt. So yeah, good, good, good show this week. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, 
You can check me out on Twitter, in the number eight, M-O-Z-A-I-K, for all of your uh, podcast needs. Uh, Brother Cruz, where can the people check you out to find out where you'll be fighting next? You got it. Very, very simple, very, very easy. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Alex Cruz Nation, A-L-E-X-C-R-U-Z-N-A-T-I-O-N. And I will be in Sumrall, Mississippi this Saturday for SWA Wrestling, going old school for its first ever TV taping. So it's going to be pretty cool out there. So I'm excited. Going to go uh, go put some people in cruise control and, and take some take some victories my way. Good good stuff, brother. So uh, yeah, we'll be back what in two weeks time. Uh, I guess our yep. big post SummerSlam show. Oh yeah, definitely. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be fun. So uh, I guess guess we gotta get out of here before they turn the lights out on us, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah, always. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this week's edition of Pipe Bomb Radio. We'll be back in two weeks with a big show. Uh, so for the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz, for Elias <laughs> Duens Canella, <laughs> Aztec Warrior, <laughs> uh, I, I am the Godfather Nate Milton, and in the words of El Jefe, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on. Personality, the cult of personality.